Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. As we enter the summer months here in Michigan, we rely on power to help keep us cool and comfortable. But are concerns about local summer rolling brownouts legit? President of the electric company sent a message to all of their customers earlier this week, and they're saying they've got the energy. Before we get the pitchforks and torches out, what if I told you it was not up to the electric company this time? Like other things in life, there is no simple answer here. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. If you're like me, you don't know a ton about energy, but what you do know is when you flip the switch, you expect the lights to turn on. But not so fast. The Mid-Continent Independent System Operator, we'll call them MISO for short, they're the regional power grid operator that oversees Michigan. They're predicting there could be energy capacity shortfalls this month, next month, and in August too. MISO recently released its seasonal readiness report for the upcoming summer, and it predicted the available capacity of the region's power grid may not be enough during the peak summer months. All of this is already kind of wonky, so let's take a step back. When we talk energy in southeastern Michigan, it's consumers or DTE. What is MISO? So they operate the whole grid that covers, you know, Midwest central area. So what that means is that they're, they're kind of controlling the supply and demand on that grid. They determine, you know, what goes where and how much of it's flowing where. So even though your utility, which is, you know, whoever you pay your electricity for every month is there, they're not actually the ones who would call those blackouts or brownouts. It would really be MISO and the utility would have to comply because they're actually the system operators, MISO. That right there, that's the voice of Nicole Serrato. She's a senior associate on Tradition Energy's market research team. You know, she's an expert. Regional grids are used to provide stability. If you remember a few years ago, Texas, they have their own power grid. And when it went down in a winter storm, the lack of power was deadly. For MISO, it's not just about the grid. It's not all they do. Here is Michigan Public Service Commission Chair Dan Scripps. They run an energy market where you can buy and sell capacity and energy across the market. And, and as part of that, they've got this reserve auction, the result of which is why they're raising the alarms right now. The energy transition that's taking place has been gotten going for years. Blackouts and brownouts, they're normal in places like California, but certainly not here in Michigan. And even though there's no guarantee, what happened? Here again is our energy expert, Nicole. So the reason we're seeing this now really is because a lot of traditional generators, especially coal. So there's a lot of coal in that region, and a lot of that coal has started to retire. Those coal generators are retiring. There was actually just two weeks ago, I think, a nuclear generator retired too in Michigan. It was called the Palisade. So coal generators and nuclear generators, they run constantly and they're not that affected by weather. I mean, a nuclear generator is running basically 24-7 and they're being replaced with a lot of things, especially in that region, wind. So a lot of wind and solar and the wind and solar it produces a lot less in general because let's say the new can generate 100 megawatts, let's say, and that you'll get like an 80% rating on that, meaning it'll consistently generate 80 megawatts. So if you're talking about solar 
and it's 100 megawatts, you really only get 50 megawatts from that. That's all they can count. And the wind is more like 15. So the problem is that this transition is kind of happening too quickly. A lot of the traditional generators retired before enough new renewable generation or any other type of generation came online. So we've talked about the possibility of Michigan experiencing rolling brownouts. It's easy to sit here and talk about it. For a lot of people, it will just be very uncomfortable. But for some, it could be disastrous. Can you think of something that melts quickly and is awesome in the summertime? Ice cream. So I called Jamal Jawad. He owns the Custard Company in Dearborn. This is going to sound like a really stupid question, but what would you guys do if Michigan had rolling blackouts, even if it was done, you know, at off-peak times at night? Like, what would you, what would you guys do? So we carry a lot of, like, uh, custard product in our refrigerator. That need to be a safe refrigerator at all times. And, of course, ice cream. If ice cream's not frozen, it melts and you lose product. Would you be able to, without the generator, I mean, can you snap your fingers and just make that happen? No, it costs so much money right now, too. The cost of generators have gone up so much. Something that used to cost two, 3000 costs about six, 7000 now for the amount of wattage you would need because freezers use more power than refrigerators do. What would you do? Would you close? What do you hear that kind of stuff? Like, what do you think? I wouldn't close. I would do my best to get those generators in place to where if it does happen, we won't be affected by it because every ice cream shop, this is our season. Summertime is when we make our profit and our money to stay open as a business. So we need to do as much as we can to stay open for the summer, especially if we're going to have good weather, 80, 90 degree days, those are your days. What would you say if somebody from, I don't know, because it's complicated why this might happen. Let's say the collective person came to you and said, hey, this is what we're thinking. What would you say to them? Please don't do it this year. <laughs> but, I mean, I get why they have to do it because of the energy consumption. Right, because they say that it'll lessen the stress on the grid. But you said not this year, right? Because I'm assuming this is the come out party, right? This is COVID is not over, yeah. but it feels like it. And so now is your time to get back on track, right? Exactly. I opened in 2019 right before the pandemic. I was affected right off the rip 2020 from it. I mean, knock on wood, we're still able to stay open and stay profitable in the last two years. But like now you're getting that summer, the first time where things kind of go back to normal a little bit. So like I want to kind of experience that, but it, it is what it is right now, right? I've said this a couple of times, but before I go any further, I want somebody else to say it. It's far from certain that that would happen. What the reports are saying is that there's an increased chance of that happening. And with the way things are set up right now, that chance is even higher going into 2023 and beyond. Where does the utility fit into this story? Depending on where you live in Michigan, energy comes either from DTE or consumers. But according to Dan from the MPSC, there's not much even the power companies can do about this. We're in the DTE yep. energy sector. People get mad at them. Is there anything they can do? Because for once, I got to be honest with you, I kind of feel sorry for them. I don't know if I should, <laughs> but I kind of do. I feel like I often have. No, but I feel like they're caught in the middle. Their president of the electric company, Trevor Lauer, sent a message to all of their customers earlier this week. And they're saying they've got the energy to serve and that they can export their additional energy. They've got a new gas plant that just came online, ribbon cutting on Monday. So I think, you know, they're in a decent position. The problem is, and, it, and this is true in Michigan, and then it's true across the broader MISO footprint. If you're short anywhere, you're sort of short everywhere. There's a frustration from states like Michigan where we have 
utility resource planning process. We've got a capacity demonstration process. So even for the folks who are in the choice market, their providers have to show four years out that they've got enough resources to serve. But if ultimately because of shortfalls in Missouri and Illinois and Indiana, MISO is forced into sort of this outage situation, that has the potential to affect all of us, even if we have adequate supplies locally. So if DTE or others can't do much about this, what can MISO do about it? Well, when I reached out to them for comment, they told me they had nobody available to talk, which is totally fine because our friend Dan from the MPSC had suggestions. On the interconnection queue, it takes a long time to get through that queue process. We've had issues in Michigan where we basically had to say, we're going to go forward and And they better have an ability to interconnect a gas plant in this case by the time it's online. And eventually we were able to sort of force it through. But if they could interconnect even a fraction of the resources that are languishing in their queue, we wouldn't be in the position that we're in today. I think the other piece is from a grid planning and operations standpoint, they have two parts of their grid. And then there's a bottleneck right at the border between Arkansas and Missouri. And the truth is they've got enough resources over the whole of their grid to serve. We've got more than we need. But that bottleneck means that we can't take advantage of the excess resources in the South, and they also can't take advantage in the North when we have excess, and they haven't fixed it. But that bottleneck means that the grid doesn't operate as a whole thing. And as the grid operator and the grid planner, that's ultimately on them. When Dan was talking about the bottleneck, he also told me there's enough energy stored in the MISO grid that it would only take 1%, 1% of the reserves to backfill the problem, but the bottleneck simply won't allow for that. So the good news is that it sounds like DTE and consumers will have the ability to distribute enough energy to make up for any shortfalls by MISO, so your fans will run, your air conditioner will blow, in a good way. What about the bad news? Well, maybe, just maybe, that flip the switch and get light guarantee won't be as certain as you think. Thank yous all around to Jamal Jawad, Dan Scripps, and Nicole Serrato for talking with me today. For the latest on what's happening with Michigan's power supply, visit www.jnewsradio.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.